From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, heavy snow is expected in regions outside Seoul, accompanied by plunging temperatures starting Thursday that will drag into the weekend. Rival parties come to an agreement on the national budget for next year and will put it to a vote in the National Assembly on Thursday. And member states clash at the UN Security Council over North Korea's ICBM launch and fail to reach a consensus. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. While snow has stopped in Seoul and the central region, Heavy snow warnings have been issued in the North Chungcheong and Jola provinces. The flurries will be accompanied by plunging temperatures beginning Thursday that will drag into the weekend. Max Lee has more. The dissipation of snow in Seoul and the surrounding central region by Wednesday afternoon is set to give way to heavy flurries that have prompted warnings in other regions. Heavy snow is expected in North Chungcheong and the Jeolla provinces, as well as on Jeju Island, with up to 20 centimeters anticipated for the central province, around 50 centimeters or more for the western parts of the Jeolla provinces, and at least 70 centimeters for the mountain areas of Jeju on Thursday. Along with the heavy precipitation in some parts of the country, Thursday is forecast to bring the coldest day so far this winter, with the temperature in Seoul dropping to negative 15 degrees Celsius. Seoul is expected to issue its first cold wave warning this winter, with the same alert issued for parts of Gyeonggi, Gangwon, and Chungcheong provinces as of 9 p.m. Wednesday. Cold wave warnings are issued between October and April, when morning lows are expected to be 15 degrees or lower than the previous day, or minimum morning temperature reaches minus 15 degrees or lower for two days. Morning temperatures across the country will range from minus 19 degrees to minus 5, about 7 to 10 degrees lower than today. The Korea Meteorological Administration forecasts the cold wave will last into the weekend and advises the public to pay special attention to safety accidents, damage to facilities, and health conditions due to the blustery winds and chilling temperatures as the snow falls. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. The rival parties on Wednesday finalized the national budget for next year and agreed to pass it in the National Assembly later this week. The deal was struck in a meeting of the floor leaders and chair of the Parliamentary Special Committee on Budget and Accounts on Wednesday, agreeing to hold a vote on the budget at 10 a.m. Thursday. The final bill is some 4.2 trillion won, or over 3 billion U.S. dollars less than originally requested by the government. Among the compromises was an increase in the contentious research and development budget by 60 billion won, while the funds for Seimangum, the site of the catastrophic World Scout Jamboree, will increase by 300 billion won. The agreement comes amid a stalemate for more than two weeks, as the rival parties contested the request for a 2024 national budget of 659.9 trillion won, with items amounting to 56.9 trillion won at the center of the partisan dispute. North Korea's intercontinental ballistic missile launch on Monday morning prompted the UN Security Council to convene on Tuesday in New York. In a disappointing but expected outcome, the body failed to reach a consensus on an approach to the North in the face of obstructionism by China and Russia. Richard Larkin summarizes the meeting. The UN Security Council remains divided on ways to deal with North Korea, which fired another intercontinental ballistic missile earlier this week. In the council meeting convened at the UN headquarters in New York on Tuesday, 
the U.S. called for action in the face of opposition from Russia and China. We are grateful that most of this council has condemned the DPRK's mounting threat to international peace and security. Most of this council is committed to upholding the resolutions we adopted. Most of this council does share the same goal of denuclearization. Now it is on Russia and China to join us, to act as if their credibility as a responsible permanent members depends on it. The North's latest launch of a Hwasong-18 was the fifth ICBM test this year. Firing the missile in a high-degree angle, it was again made clear that its weapons could reach all the way to the U.S. mainland if fired with a proper trajectory. China, for its part, blamed the U.S., saying that Pyongyang is under military pressure from Washington. A certain country should face up to the crooks of the peninsula issue, discard the myth of exerting military pressure, put forward concrete feasible plans for dialogue and turn its remarks about unconditional dialogue into reality. Through practical actions, it can help advance the process of finding a political solution to the peninsula issue and thus safeguard peace and stability on the peninsula. After the meeting, South Korea, the US, Japan and Britain issued a joint statement mostly strongly condemning the North's ICBM launch and other past ballistic missile provocations. Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. South Korea, the U.S. and Japan held a joint aerial exercise involving a U.S. B-1B strategic bomber on Wednesday in the wake of North Korea's missile launches earlier in the week. The Joint Chiefs of Staff said the combined drill was held over an overlapping section of South Korea and Japan's air defense identification zones east of Jeju Island. Wednesday marked the 13th time this year a U.S. strategic bomber has been deployed to the Korean Peninsula and the second time this year for the three allies to hold the joint aerial exercise. The latest drill saw the participation of South Korean F-15K fighter jets, the U.S.'s F-16 Fighting Falcon jets, and Japan's F-2 support fighter aircraft. The JCS said the exercise was arranged to implement defense-related accords discussed at the Camp David summit in April to boost the Allies' response to the North's threats involving nuclear weapons and missiles and to demonstrate the three nations' strong intent to jointly respond to such threats. Foreign Minister nominee Cho Tae-yeol said South Korea's ties with China are as important as those with the U.S. as he pledged to seek ways to maintain a harmonious relationship with Beijing. Speaking to reporters on Wednesday, Cho said China is seemingly well aware that it is inevitable for its strategic rivalry with the U.S. to have a range of impacts on ties with Seoul. The nominee vowed to seek opportunities to further develop the bilateral relationship in an amicable and harmonious manner based on shared interests. Hyundai Motor Company has decided to sell its plant in Russia, which had suspended operations since March of last year due to the Russia-Ukraine war. The automaker said on Tuesday that its board approved the sale of Hyundai Motor Manufacturing Rus in St. Petersburg, as well as a General Motors plant it bought in 2020 in the same city. Russian firm Art Finance is purchasing the plants for 10,000 rubles, or around 145,000 won. Hyundai said the low price is in consideration of an option to buy back the operations in two years' time. Hyundai will continue to provide repair services for vehicles that have already been sold. HMMR is Hyundai Motor's sixth production base overseas. It began operating in 2011, a year after its construction was completed. The police have arrested two teenagers over the graffiti found on the walls of the historic Gyeongbok Palace in central Seoul last weekend. 
According to the Seoul Jongno Police Station, authorities apprehended a 17-year-old male at his home in Suwon, Gyeonggi Province, at around 7.08 p.m. Tuesday, followed by a 16-year-old female nearby about 10 minutes later. The suspects are accused of spraying the phrase free movie in Korean and the name of an illegal streaming site at around 1.40 a.m. Saturday on both sides of the western gate of the palace as well as walls near the National Palace Museum of Korea. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index gained 45.75 points, or 1.78% on Wednesday, to close the day at 2,614.30. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also jumped, climbing 4.68 points, or 0.55%, to close at 862.98. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 8.91 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,298.91. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's New Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.